Ladies and gentlemen, what a day in Pipe It Up history as we are here in a new little bootleg studio in the parents' basement, of course. No shame in that at all. And uh, it was a big day in the MLW world as well. Huge announcement. Jack's excited. He's smiling. Woo. We got Landon, your guidance on the call. Going to be a banger of an episode. This is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. All right, Landon and Jack, thank you for joining me on this historic day in the MLW brand. What a day. What a day for, for the league. What a day for the pod. Landon, happy to have you on, buddy. I'm honored to be here. Oh, honored to be here. Honored. <laughs> Recurring <laughs> guest. Always nice. Yeah, this is what, your second appearance at least? Uh, I think second or third. Good, good. Glad to hear that. Um, so let's talk about the elephant in the room here, guys. Yes, this year's World Series will be played at SoFi Stadium, um, something that even, I mean, I'm a big dreamer, guys. I've dreamed big. I have huge goals. But even that, like, when we started putting the pieces together on this whole thing, I'm, like, laying in bed, like, wow. Like, I can't believe this is actually happening. Um, so I'll go to Jack first. I mean, when we revealed the news to you, what was your initial thoughts? I mean, I was just, you know, just amazed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was a huge deal when we built a park at the Meadows. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, outside of the front yard. Like, that was a huge step. And then only, you know, three, four years later here now, mm-hmm. we're playing in the newest, basically, you know, large professional stadium in the country. Well, that's and what I'm saying. Like, it was so, like, I hate to say, like, you're doing too much too fast, but, like, of course we dream of playing in, like, venues like this and the Fenway Parks and the Wrigley Parks, but, like, SoFi Stadium is literally, like, the most groundbreaking, most expensive. Oh, yeah. It, most extravagant architecture and like design stadium in the entire country. You can argue whatever you want about the actual teams that play there, but mm-hmm. that stadium is just objectively sweet. It's mm-hmm. a really cool futuristic stadium. And I know everyone wanted the spoilers from me on the pipe, but out there like, we need to hear what the news first. And I didn't want like that video. The trailer was so good. Yeah. Like, you have to watch this. You need to experience it through that video. Chills. But the only thing I did, Jack is <laughs> this is really weak, but I gave a little hint. I said, you will be shocked, as in the Chargers. That was the only oh, wordplay I did. Oh, little Easter egg. But would anybody have caught that? No way. No, I don't think I, at so. At first, I had the lightning bolt emoji next to that word. And I had mm-hmm. it in all caps, and I'm like, well, is that too much? Probably not. But it was just bothering me, and I didn't want Kyle to be upset, so I took that away. But anyway. Mm-hmm. I, dude, it's such a... I don't even think... I didn't even think of the Chargers. I mean, I know the Chargers play there, too, but my first thought was, like, that's where the Rams play, too, Everyone right? thinks the Rams first, at least for us as Michiganders, because we're Matt Stafford yeah, fans, of, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. So, I mean, just so cool. Such a sweet stadium, such a cool opportunity. Can't wait to see the the video, you know, whatever teams are fortunate enough to make it I there. Don't, now, now we are in a waiting period, but, like, yes, we're all looking forward to SoFi now, right? Those games, playing on that field, and all that kind of stuff, but... Don't look past the postseason, right? We still have four big series yeah. before that. Um, but stay on the track, stay on track of this announcement and this news of of this magnitude. Um, Landon, your perspective for me and Jax is like totally different because you're someone who's new to MLW, who hasn't been here from the beginning, who is younger and like is surrounded by younger people more than we are. So, like, how has this news been received, not only by you, but like your friends who watch you in these videos and your family members? Like, what is everyone saying? What's the buzz from someone who's kind of more on the outside of this i mean for me it's obviously pretty surreal like the opportunity like to potentially play at a professional stadium is something that you can obviously only dream of until now Mm -hmm. and then all my family and stuff who like watch football like they just think it's like the coolest thing that i could have the opportunity and the chance to actually play there yeah it it is wild i'm not gonna lie kind of a funny story 
and like of course no one at the time like my parents no one knew but so this nfl season kicked off right like there was a thursday night football i think it was bills at rams right at sofi yep like at that point i knew we were going yep like soon and so I was just glued to the TV watching that. They're like, oh my God, I cannot believe that's where we're going to be playing in a couple yes. of days. So that was cool. Um, so to kind of give you guys the time frame on when that all happened, that's kind of the Easter egg I'll give you. I guess I won't give specifics. But um, yeah, it was, it was after that opening day at SoFi. So just like watching the players come out of the tunnel and seeing the fans, the lights, everything. Like, yes, I've seen SoFi Stadium. I watched the Super Bowl, of course. Like, I, it's so much buzz around that stadium. But when I actually like watched intently that night, was thinking like, oh my gosh, this is where we're going to be. Dude, I, <laughs> it was crazy. I, I was watching that game the same way, just yeah. like noticing every little detail. Were. I was like, this is insane. And it's not easy to, it's not easy to sit on information like that for like a no, while. You know I'm what I mean? So, like that's the other so part about this announcement. It's involved. like, it's like a relief. It's like a saw, you oh know, a, a breath of like fresh air. Just well, like, all right, we got that out of the way. We're like, not all the way in the clear <laughs> yet because yes, there was players who took this trip that, you know, still can't say they were there. Right. But no, for as far as I know, Jack, we did it. Like it was under wraps, and that is, I'm so proud of everyone who took that oath to not say anything and was mature enough to do it. My my mom did not know till today. Wow. My dad, like he kind of was like, I was like, do you want to know? Like my mom, like she mm-hmm. wants to stay like in the bubble. She doesn't want to know what's going on, and also she's got a loud mouth. I don't even trust her. Yep. But anyway, so my dad knew, and um, but then today she called me. She's like, oh my gosh, like that was the last place I would have suspected, and. Um, a lot of my family and friends were excited. Like my friends, yeah, like we're 23. They do they do pay attention to MLW, but like they're not like finally tuned in. But even them, they're like, dude, that's insane. Like congratulations, all that kind of stuff. So I think probably everyone in the league was getting those kind of messages today, especially, you know, guys like Kyle and that kind of stuff. 100%. I got a bunch of good feedback on the video, just mm-hmm. how amazing it is and like how exciting. It's like, like Landon said, it's surreal kind of. And it it's is. just another one of it those. It still is. It's just another one of those things where, you love to see all the hard work that all the people are putting into this league, right? So mm-hmm. when when we got that little TBS feature last year, like that was a huge deal. And I felt like that was some sort of almost like recognition for the work that everyone mm-hmm. does, you know, that you do, that Kyle does, that all the players do who show up. Mm-hmm. And so then to have an opportunity like this is just kind of like, you know, as I said in the last podcast, like another stepping stone for the league. And this is a giant, it's leap. giant. It's a big one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So boulder. it's like, yeah, it's very cool. Um, and now the bar is set. So it's that's, like, that's the challenge too. The yeah. standard is the standard uh-huh. now. And uh, we're going to have to continue to improve, but I know. I it's, know. it's what a postseason that it's going to be. I'm super excited. I feel like everyone's going to be playing for a little bit more. You know what I mean? I definitely think it adds more pressure and, and that kind of stuff, but even for me, who's been in this league for, you know, 10 plus years now, I like, it's the first time I've actually felt, first of all, it's my first postseason in a couple of years, so it's already added pressure. Now it's like, dang, if we win this next series, like, I'm going to be playing at SoFi. But I don't know, what's your perspective like, Landon, as a, this is your first postseason, and now it's like, even this added pressure on top of what you already had going on. Like, how much does this change your mindset heading into the series against the D-backs? You know, I always feel a little bit of pressure when I'm going out and playing. As a rookie, you know, you have your expectations to live up to. And I think just now that we're just playing for a trip to SoFi Stadium, I think it just adds on to a little bit of pressure, but a lot more excitement as well. Yeah, I was excited for you, Landon, um, and how you played, especially in that game three, obviously, in your your last series. Um, If you want to just walk me through a little bit, like, how you felt out there, what was working for you, what you thought. Obviously, you guys didn't see the score. Landon ended up pitching a shutout. Eagles were able to steal one. 
um, in the in the last game of the series. I felt like that was a big win for you guys because uh, even though it didn't really mean much, you know, just a sweep there is is kind of a confidence killer going into the playoffs. But uh, just walk me through how you felt out there. What you know, what it meant to get your first start. I mean, it was nice to go out and get to be able to start pitching a game. I mean, it's just it was just a cool experience overall. But the game, I mean, it didn't really mean very much. So I was kind of just going out and just throwing with some confidence. And, I mean, that was about it. That was probably a good – that was like the perfect scenario for the, for you to get that game and get something under your belt this year because whether it's like starting a meaningless game or a high-pressure game, whatever it is, I think a lot of rookies especially kind of underestimate, like, the pressure they're going to experience pitching an MLW versus playing, like, in their backyard with their friends. Plus, like with the the distance and the mound and the ball, all that kind of stuff. Like those game reps are very important and hard to replicate. So I, I'm glad that Daniel got you in there. And I thought the whole series was kind of funny because essentially, if you guys didn't know, the Eagles had to win two to get the one seed, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Preds had to sweep to get the two seed. So it was funny because the Preds totally spoiled the Eagles' chances, and then the Eagles came back and spoiled the Preds. So yep. I thought that was funny. And nobody how, won. How it worked out. And nobody won. Yeah, everyone lost in that series. So yeah, it's funny everybody to me. lost. I also um, it's. I admire Dan's consistency in his management um, in terms of staying with the five-man lineups and getting you guys all involved. Um, what do you think about that, Landon, like playing on a team and playing for a manager who does that? Um, is that something that kind of picks you guys up, or would you like maybe some more plate appearances? I would say it overall picks us up because, first of all, it's getting the pitchers like a different type of batter every time. So we're all decent contact hitters, but we got Waylon who will just try and like draw walks, but he can hit a home run at any time. So like we're all still threats in our own different ways. So it gives pitchers like a different look to when you're not seeing the same guy over and over again coming up in like a three-man lineup. Yeah, I've said it before. It's it's interesting because I always I have always preached this. Like a three-man lineup is kind of the way to go. All the teams that have won have had three guys because you're seeing the pitcher more and more and more. But with the Eagles' success and all the Eagles, Eagles players, whether it's Daniel or Dallas, Landon, whoever it may be, are all saying, like, yeah, it, like throws the pitcher off. So maybe it does. Maybe we've all been going about this the wrong way. But, I mean, we'll see. This, this is when we separate the men from the boys, right, Landon? The postseason. It's, this yeah. is game time here, buddy. You're in for a treat. You can oh, laugh, yeah. Jack. You don't have to bite your tongue. <laughs> it's a podcast. You are in for a treat. Um, what, else, what else we got for Landon? Um, well, I just want to know kind of your thoughts. We've already talked a lot about the playoffs now with the whole SoFi Stadium thing, but like did losing the one seed, because obviously I was surprised. It benefited me greatly. Now I have a bye and I have never had that in my entire career. Um, but like, do you think that shifted your guys' confidence slash the dynamic in the clubhouse at all? Like what was said, you know, in the group chat after the games, what were you guys talking about after dropping that series and dropping to the two seed? Uh, I think it humbled us a lot because I think we were honestly kind of expecting us to just blow the D-backs out of the water. Like, obviously, they're the defending champs, but at the time we played them for the first time, I'm pretty sure they were like 2-7 and seven or 1-8. and eight. Mm-hmm. So going into that series, we were just kind of expecting to kill them. And mm-hmm. literally the exact opposite happened. Jonah Heath hit, like, I think three home runs. Yep. And Norp threw great games on the mound. So we were humbled pretty quickly. So going into the playoffs, now that we're not the number one seed, I think we're playing with a little bit of a chip on our shoulder Okay. after we kind of sold the one seed, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you say that because I, uh, I remember, you know, discussing that series on the podcast, and I said the same thing. I thought that that was a- actually a positive for the Eagles because mm-hmm. 
you guys are just having so much success that um, it's almost like a little bit of taste of failure, like continues to motivate you in a way. So I thought that series was good for you. And likewise, I think this series will be good for you guys. Um, you know, like you said, a little humbling uh, before, as you go into the playoffs. But, you know, what's one thing maybe you guys think that you'll do a little bit differently in terms of like your approach or strategy maybe um, for this next time around playing the, the Diamondbacks? Uh, I think the first, I mean, this the nice thing about the playoffs is you're facing a team that you've already seen in the regular season once again. Can be good and bad. So I think for sure, making, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. I think just making Jimmy really work for all his pitches uh, and us not giving up during our bats. Like if we get down in the count, we just got to battle through some counts and win some battles up at the plate. I mean, we got to take good pitches, be smart up there and try to draw walks, but get hits and be swing happy at the right times too. Yeah, this is an interesting dynamic for me, um, just being a longtime member of the league and watching, you know, all the MLW games over the years. I'm not sure I've ever seen like a bigger split record wise heading into a postseason series that I've seen more equally from afar. I mean, the D the Eagles are ten and five, D backs are five and ten, but the, yeah. the D backs beat them two out of three in the regular season and like postseason Jimmy we've seen as a different breed, so I mean, record-wise, you think it's a no-brainer picking the Eagles, but, I mean, this is like a 50-50 toss-up for me, even. Who would you rather play, though? Who would you like to see come through? I kind of already disclosed this, Jack. I, I uh, this, That's right, you did. I, I did. Bit, I'll I say it again, but, like, um, what I thought was interesting is this. I was surprised with how the D-backs played against the Eagles, right? Because we killed the D-backs. We didn't mm-hmm. kill them, but we swept them, mm-hmm. okay? And the Eagles swept us, swept us away. So I was like, okay, the Eagles are going to make quick work of the D-backs. Mm-hmm. But seeing the way that those two teams matched up was totally different how we matched up against them comparatively. So I said, in a perfect world, Jack, we get the one seed that lets us avoid the Eagles possibly because I think even though the Eagles match up better against us head-to-head, I think the D-backs match up better against the Eagles head-to-head. Mm-hmm. So like, if I, I'm just being honest, guys. Like In my perfect world, I'm like, yep. okay, we could sneak the one seed here. D-backs who play the Eagles, knock out the Eagles for us, and then we kind of get the matchup we want. So mm-hmm. it could fall into play. It might not. I don't know. Um, just based on based on recent history, it's tempting to say D-backs, right? But I do think that the Eagles are a much deeper team, and um, this is Dallas' second year in the league. So I don't know. Just based on the way that years have gone in the past with MLW, it seems like it's hard to repeat. It's hard to have success two years in a row. So I'm going to predict the Eagles, but anything can happen. Yeah, anything can happen. So far, I mean, obviously the you know season's not over yet. Landon, um, excited for the playoffs, but is there maybe one thing uh, that has sort of surprised you in your first year in MLW, or anything maybe that you didn't really expect uh, or had a certain thought about, and turns out to be different? Maybe. Um, I mean, not a whole lot. I think it's a different type of wiffle ball, I guess. It's not, I guess, what you'd expect in terms of speed because it looks really slow on the camera. Explain more. Explain yeah, more. Yeah, you can expand on that. The pitches don't look like they move a lot. It looks slow. And then you get in the box and it comes in at like a second. <laughs> it's like hard. You have hardly, you have hardly any time to react. So you're just trying to throw your hands at the ball. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking the vi- on the video, it looks super slow coming in. It doesn't look like it moves very much. But then you get in the box and it's breaking like four feet. You don't know what to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I think people, like, even even people who are wiffle ball players watch the videos, and it's very deceiving, like, how close the mound is. For sure. Like, I'll ne- I'll, I will always remember the first couple series that I 
played in MLW, I like showed up. I was like, that's how far they're pitching it from. <laughs> like that, that, and that was even when we were younger and those pitches weren't nearly what they are now, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot closer than anything. So yeah, I, I kind of uh, agree with you there. That's one thing that shocked me a little bit, maybe just like how slow it looks on camera, but yeah. how quickly it's actually coming in reality. I will say this Landon, trying to put myself in your shoes and see it from your perspective. Um, I think like the main camera shot from behind home plate does the both. I think it does the the speed of the ball and the movement of the ball better justice than the GoPro underneath the plate. I feel like the pitches don't look that nasty from that GoPro angle. No. One from down low. In reality, it's a cool that ball angle, is moving. But oh, it's yeah. a super cool angle. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's tough to really unless you're standing in that batter's box. It's hard to appreciate how much that ball is moving, how fast it's moving, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Are we still doing the Patreon? We are, yes. Where you can just see like full at bats uh-huh, and stuff. Yep. I think that would be like, you know, worth some of you guys like to check out because it's it's very just insightful to see a whole at bat. You know, we mm-hmm. do it like every kind of once a video now. Yeah, or pitch by pitch. Little pitch by pitch. But uh seeing the whole at bat is just it's it's way more it gives you way more insight into like what's go- actually going on into the game and why someone might be swinging at a pitch that looks a little bit ridiculous. But, you know, you didn't see the pitch before it. So I'll do a little plug here, actually, too. Um, fun fact, boys and girls, Jimmy Norp is actually going to be kind of taking the reins on the Patreon account and be doing some behind the scenes Norp stuff. Um, we had Drew was running the show earlier with the Raven Davis vlogs. I heard people mm-hmm. love that, too. And now uh, Jimmy said he was interested. So Mr. Norp's going to be kind of taking the reins there. So that's exciting. Cool. Looking forward to that. Links, those, that link to that Patreon, we can DM you if you want it. It's also available on our YouTube descriptions, all that kind of stuff. So a little extra behind-the-scenes content and just an additional way to support MLW as well. No doubt. But uh, Landon, you got any other words for the Eagles fans before heading into your postseason matchup against the D-backs? Uh, honestly, not a whole lot, but be ready for a comeback. He's going to let his actions got- <laughs> speak louder than his words? <laughs> yeah, we, we got to bounce back after our past two series. I mean, winning our first three and then losing our last two going into the playoffs is... Oh, that's very true. I mean, you guys looked untouchable, and then you yeah. finished your season two and four. So I feel like I do have... Like, I was so high on the Eagles like in the first half, and now it's like kind of like a uh, type situation, but um, it really just comes down to one day. Can you execute when you need to? That's what it's all about in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So wish you guys the best of luck, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Landon, take it easy. Thanks for joining us. Yep, thank you guys for having me on. Thanks, Landon. All right, Jack, I say now we get into a little playoff prediction segment here. I feel like it's little time. bracketology. The, the bracket set, love bracketology with Jack and Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love brackets. I do too. I Who actually love filling out brackets. I'm so excited. That's why the home run derby thing was awesome this year. Yeah. He doesn't love filling out a bracket. Even though my bracket was awful in the derby. Even though worse you have to than my rip it up. This bracket, but. Yeah. You gotta rip it up right away, but but now's your chance to every new bracket's a fresh start, clean piece of paper. Yeah. So <laughs> now's your time to redeem yourself, Jack. All right. So I'll pro- I'll I'll start here. I'm, you know, a little more unbiased than Tom, possibly, because possibly. he's he's got well, a little pretty unbiased guy, though. I think we for I the most best. part we are. Yeah. He's got a little more stake in the game. His team his team got the job done, got into the playoffs, got the one seed. Uh my I got team some on more the other ham hand. Salad. Yeah, as they would say, <laughs> we're bagging groceries right now, but that's okay. We'll be back. Yeah, it's okay. Um, so, so was the Patriots quarterback, and they still beat the Lions. So. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's tough. We won't go there. But So I'll start in the AL with my predictions. Okay. I think that um, I love my boys. I love my Preds boys. Okay. Um, 
As you should. As I should. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I definitely love them. So maybe I'm not as unbiased as I think. But <laughs> come on, Jack. What, what kind I will of show say, is this? What I will say, well, let me finish, is mm-hmm. uh, I think it's just hard to bet against the Wildcats. Uh, it is. They are just, you know, they, they, it, I feel like they haven't had the season where it's like, oh, wow, Wildcats. But then, like, you look at the stats. I'm looking at them right here. The Wildcats have the best average. Mm-hmm. Uh, batting wise, you know, they have two very solid, very capable pitchers. Um, I think they have the most like big game playoff experience of any of those teams mm-hmm. uh, on the on the AL side. So I'm going to have to actually go with uh, the Western Wildcats. Okay. Beating the Predators. Interesting. So they'll play what three games in the first series, yeah. right? So I, I'll, I'll take Wildcats 2 1. Okay. I think it'll be. You know, the Preds won't go down without a fight, but uh, sorry, Alec. And uh, <laughs> I think in the next round, um, you got Cats versus Cobes now. Yep. So I think that um, it's, although the Cobras are the one seed, um, I just, I feel like that clutchness that we always talk about and experience favors the Wildcats a little bit more. Okay. Um. So... I don't know. I think that uh, if my predictions are true, you know, the Wildcats will have a little more confidence after getting over the Preds and then that sort of like experience and like we've been here, done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they were in the World Series last year, so we've seen that. Um, I think that'll kind of take them over the Cobras. So for the AL, I have the Wildcats representing. Wildcats in the World Series? Mm-hmm. All right, let me do my American League. So I look at the Preds-Cats matchup. Um, there's a lot of history here, guys. I mean, they've, like, Kyle has been facing those Predators guys for a very long time. They faced off in the 2020 ALCS. That was an incredible series. In fact, if you want to watch an old video, I recommend that one. Mm -hmm. It's a great playoff MLW video, 2020 ALCS. Cats won that series, by the way. Ended up losing to the Gators in that World Series. But anyway, um, so these two teams, they're very familiar with each other. A lot of at-bats, you got to get really crafty. And Kyle does have the tendency to get crafty in those situations. But this year... I'm going to give an edge to the Preds because of Ryan Cratched. He's just, mm-hmm. he's improved on both sides of the ball. Pitching has been tremendous this year, and his bat has been the best of his entire career this season. So, yeah, I heard in the, in, the, in the video that just came out, there was Kyle goes, oh, he's hit a home run in every yeah. series. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, he's been like yeah. a low-key stud mm-hmm. this year. So I'm going to go with the Preds. I'll say 2-1 in that series. Okay. So that lines up a Preds-Cobes rematch. They just played a couple weeks ago, and that was a Cobes sweep. Um, this one's interesting because now there's bad blood there, right? A little bit because you guys saw oh, Russell, sure. Russell and Sawyer were kind of jawing each other. I wanted to happen too. Yeah, Russell and Sawyer were jawing at each other. A trip to SoFi in the line, like that series could be crazy. Um, but I, this is what I'm going to say, Jack. I'm going with the Preds, the, the three seed, because I've been sleeping on the Preds all year, and every series it comes back to bite me. It always bites me. It bites me. It bites me. They beat the Eagles. I don't know. To me, this has been kind of the Preds' year so far. So mm. I'm going Preds out of the AL. All right. Seed. I like it. I like Neither it. Neither one of us going with the one seed Cobras. I can't hate on the Preds. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's nothing against those guys. They've had a great year. Um, and just like, you know, the Baron-Sawyer combination has really given people fits. Uh, has, but I sure. just I just think that, you know, guys putting in the work and the time and watching some film and practicing, like, the Wildcats and the Predators should both be practicicing like hitting a drop ball, you know, like mm-hmm. hitting Sawyer's drop ball. So like yeah. 
That's basically the only pitch he has. And while mm-hmm. it's worked for him at, to this point, if he were to go pitch in a game in the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the team was able to get after him a little bit more. That is like, because they practice a little bit and seen it now, you know, more than mm-hmm. more than once. Cause these teams have already played before. Um, Okay. So it's nothing really against the it's it's nothing really like against the Cobras. I just think it comes down to more experience and like the the Cobras just don't have a great track record in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The one time they got to the World Series, I mean we we all know how that ended, so I won't you, do. you know I know better than anybody how that yeah, ended. You do. So yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm going with it. But moving over to the NL, I, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm seeing the AL a lot clearer than I am seeing the NL. Um, because these Diamondbacks are just so feisty, and I don't know what to do with them in my bracket. <laughs> they are. Uh, because I think the Eagles, like, across the board, talent-wise, mm-hmm. are still the best team. Like, I know they didn't get the one seed. I probably agree. But I think talent-wise, they are the best team from top to bottom. And depth-wise, they have the mm-hmm. most depth. Pitching, and, you know, we just talked to Lane, and, like, all five of the gra- their guys are threats at the yep. plate. However... The Diamondbacks have something that the Eagles don't, or someone, I should say, and that is Jimmy North. His name is James (laughs) North, okay? And I've seen this kid in big moments do it time and time again Mm -hmm. in his very short career in MLW, but he just always does it and steps up. Mm -hmm. So if the Diamondbacks win in that first series, I would not really be surprised at all. And that's actually my pick, is I'm going to pick the Diamondbacks over the Eagles. Upset City. But uh, Jimmy Jimmy Norp's clutchness is going to come to an end because my boy Tom and the Mallards are going to snatch it. They're going to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat that the Diamondbacks are trying to hand them, and they are going to move on to the World Series. I basically, I have no justification for this pick other than the fact that it is just so hard to like repeat what you did last year and for the diamondbacks to do history it again has shown that history has shown that for sure it's just yeah you look at the numbers it's 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 very difficult um so i'm gonna go with the the mallards who you know earned it got got the job done got the one seed they've pitched well hit well all year long i think that'll continue in the playoffs thanks jack appreciate it and who's your world series champ so my World Series champ... Not going to hurt my feelings. I was going to give it to you, Tom. Okay. I was going to go Mallards. Right. I think that it's tough to deny uh, just how powerful Jordan is at the plate. And, like, you're mm-hmm. having a good year, too. And with two guys that are just hitting that consistently, you know, you, you, you only need a little bit of pitching support because you guys are just consistently putting up runs. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you versus, you know... My prediction would be, you know, Kyle, obviously, in the World yep. Series. Like, you guys know each other so well. You have plenty. That's historic right You there. have plenty of tips to give your guys on how he pitches and, you know, what mm-hmm. to look for. You guys are good hitters. We've seen other guys on your team step up recently, you know, Caden and Brendan. So, you got some depth as well. Um, I think it'll be a, a tight series, long one. I think it'll be a hard-fought series. It'll probably go the distance. Four games. Maybe five, but I'm going to give it to the Ducks. I think the quack attack is back, and it's time. I hope you're right. Um, okay, so now I'm in the National League now. Mm-hmm. But I've got a dog in this fight, like you said. So Yeah, you do. But I'll try to be as unbiased as I can. Um, and I've kind of laid it out for you guys already, what I kind of think is going to happen. 
But what I think is going to happen usually doesn't happen. So looking at the D-backs, Eagles. I have to pick a side, right? I have to, I have to make a decision here and predict something. I really think whoever gets game one here is probably going to win. I don't see either one of those teams winning two games in a row, being down 1-0. Yep. Um, and against, I think against maybe even the popular opinion, I'm going to go Eagles. I don't know why. I just think that they're like, they had a lull in the second half, yes, and the D-backs are kind of surging now, but I just think that the D-backs have had their moments and their clutchness, and they've they've earned themselves that third seed, but I just think the Eagles are so much better. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that, like that shows in the playoffs, right? That that shows like, okay, who's actually the better team here? Usually the, the worst team kind of gets exposed. Yeah. I'm saying the D-backs are significantly worse. They beat the Eagles head-to-head, but I'm going Eagles in three. The cream rises to the top eventually, yeah, right? Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, that makes an Eagles versus Mallards NLCS battle of the birds. Um, I hate to do it, but I just don't see us beating them. I think really? the, I just I think if the D-backs get there, our chances are way better. Mm-hmm. Jack, they dominated us. They really yeah. did. Now, everyone's talking about postseason Jimmy, right? We've mm-hmm. never seen postseason Jordan. That could be True. a different beast. Robles could just turn into another gear I've never seen before. But I think it'll be a tight series. My gut just says pick the Eagles. Um, of course, I'm not let that not going to let that happen. But yeah. I'll go Eagles in three there, too. So I'm going to have Preds-Eagles in the World Series, and I'm going to give it to the Preds um, just because of how dominant Ryan's been all year long. I think their lineup is powerful it's consistent it's they've been around for a long time the eagles are a bit younger and i think it's to me the 2019 rematch with the same result preds over eagles and i'll say in four games as well so that's my champ preds i like your pick um one i think the main reason i like your pick is because of cratch's play obviously but mm-hmm. um maybe obviously less significant but equally as important has been brennan russell and it's he, all of them. They're all power hitters, bro. But Brennan, like Alec, because I played with these guys, right? So mm-hmm. like I, I know a little bit more about him, but Alec is you're you're pretty much you know what you're gonna get from him. He's gonna hit some home runs, he's gonna have a good average, he's gonna get on base. Mm-hmm. Brennan and me were almost like the same in the sense where it's like we could either go off in a game or not get a hit like the whole series. Okay. And I felt like Brennan, at least the years that I played with him, he would like would similar to me kind of have some series that were up and down, but I just feel like he's been rock solid, like all mm-hmm. year long this year. Like he's coming up with hits in such clutch moments where when it was like, I played on the Preds, it was like, you know, we didn't get the hits in those moments. So he's got that clutchness in him. I think a little bit this year. And uh, I think that's been a huge difference for their team. So I do like the Preds pick, but I still got the cats beating them. Okay. Well, I mean, follow-up question, because we saw we had much different picks there. Do we think there's any team that has absolutely no chance right now? Uh, no. I agree. No way. Yeah. N- no. I mean, the- those teams were already eliminated. That's why we do playoffs. Yeah. Like, we don't have that many teams in the league. and But that the- wasn't the case a couple years ago, if I'm being honest. In, like, like, what year? What do you mean? Like, I'm saying, like, in 2019, I don't think all six playoff teams are contenders for the World Series. It's wiffle ball, dude. Anything can happen. I know. I guess you're right. It is wiffle ball, but I don't know. I see what you're saying. I mean, w- that year, 2019, was like we played Wildcats the, we, we, won. Yeah, no. And then Gators and then Preds, right? 19? Yeah, was, Wildcats. Wildcats won in 18. Oh, 19 okay. was the Preds. 19 okay, was the 19 Preds. was the Preds. But I remember from 19, like we played a D-backs team that didn't have Norp. It was like two guys. They weren't very dedicated. Like it just wasn't the same energy. Not everyone was as committed. 
Okay. It was just, that was just my opinion. All right. Well, I guess I'll take a step back then and agree with you on some fronts. Like the, the magic, like our first year that we were in the playoffs, like mm-hmm. probably not really 20, much. 2019. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, so probably saying, not much of a chance. Even like, yeah, I guess, yeah, the Cobras didn't make it that year, but no, um, like you can't say Kyle doesn't have a chance. You can't mm-hmm. say the Preds and Ryan doesn't have a chance. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a lot of star power. I'm now. specifically picking out, you know, players on each team, but mm-hmm. like that is like important. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. those guys, you can just never count them out. Like the team, mm-hmm. obviously, yes, but the aspect of like pitching and like in the playoffs, one guy can kind of take over. You he know can. what I mean? A series, really? The playoffs. It's I've talked about talked about this before, but just like it's the clutch factor, it's delivering on that day because these are short series, guys. And if you're not on, you're screwed. Um, but it's gonna be just so exciting. And I, I do think all six teams are contenders. I could realistically 100%. see anyone at the top of that bracket and not be like, oh wow, how'd they win? Like I, I don't, totally. I wouldn't consider any of these six teams as like a underdog World Series champion right now. I know teams are seated one through three. I know the D backs are five and ten. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I think. I'm not going to say they're all equal chances, but I like wouldn't put the odds that much different for any team here. Besides, you could give the Cobras and Mallards a slight edge just because they're already in the round of four. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yes, they have a higher chance of winning, but the reality is they could easily, either one of those teams, my team included, could lose that series and be, you know, wouldn't have made a difference anyway. So. Yeah. Either, either of the teams that get out of the first round on both sides, mm-hmm. I could see beating the respective one saying. seeds. Well, that's Easily, why like, yeah. when we got that, like I have mixed feelings about it, yes, because sometimes a DS series win can give you some momentum going into that CS series. But like, just based on having a bad day, like getting that one seed's nice. Like, okay, we just need to win one series now to get to the World Series. Mm-hmm. And yes, like we did earn that. We went 11-4 and four this year. Uh, it's kind of awkward because we got swept by the Eagles who ended up below us, but we took care of business every other day. You know what I mean? We swept, yeah. we swept three teams. We swept the D-backs, the Gators, and the Magic. Mm-hmm. So we did enough to get the one seed. And that's huge, just because like I said, even if, like, just how the D-backs have a worse record, and they're maybe the worst team than the Eagles, but if the mm-hmm. Eagles have a bad day, that, that doesn't matter. No one remembers that, you know, years down the line. Mm-hmm. So getting a bye that first round is huge, so I'm, I'm super excited for us. First time ever, too, so it's a cool little achievement. Dude, the playoffs in any sport, it's anything the, it's can the same, happen. Dude. It's We've so seen true. it in March Madness. It yeah. was like, no no shot, no way a one will, no way a 16 <laughs> will beat a one seed. Like, won't happen. Guess what? That happened. You know what I mean? That like, day has scarred my memory for bad reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I had a bad stomach that day, and I'll never forget it. That's how bad it was. Ooh, it's one of the things you remember. <laughs> That's all I will remember that day of. Like, I see those highlights in March Madness, and I think of not feeling well. Oh. Just well, I'm sorry some, to hear some, that Something time. I ate, yeah. I hope anyway, you got over it. <laughs> I, have, I have a sensitive stomach, guys. It happens sometimes. Hey, that's why. That's the way of the road. <sighs> Long night. That's the anyway, the had to say that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, by and large, I'm so excited, so stoked. Uh, I think the teams are going to be... The, te- the, the tension has yeah. been high at, at a lot of points this gonna year, be intense for but sure. um, I think it's going to be off the charts throughout the throughout the 22, 22 playoffs. I agree one hundred percent. I'm uh I'm excited for you guys to see it, to experience it. I'm excited for the players to get to get to relive their experiences from the postseason. Um, just so much exciting stuff happened, so many cool moments, and as you guys can expect, so mm-hmm. this Friday we get it all kicked off and get it going. But um. We're going to release like a, on Instagram, on the main MLW Instagram, like a bracket you can fill out easily on your story and upload it. So share those guys, get people, get your followers excited about it. We'll repost some of our favorites. And um, yeah, if anyone gets it, 
this is a small bracket. There should be some perfect brackets, right? There, ha- there, there has, has to be, be some, there has but to it's be not going to be easy. It's not going to no. be easy. All right, moving on. All right, we had to revisit this topic too from last weekend. Um, Aaron Judge did his 60-second home run. He did get the American League record. But Jack talked about the pitching aspect a lot of that. And Jack, I got to say, I sent you the video right away. That was a meatball. <laughs> it Dude, was that a was, cookie. I think I might have been able to hit that. That was a... Uh, not, I don't even think it was a fastball. Like it was it, like it a was, slot. It was, it was a fastball, but okay. I, it was only low. It was 90s. like, dude, it was middle, middle. It was, and I don't think it was thrown that hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what I was picturing. That's what I was talking about on the podcast. Like, if like, why not just put one there and let him hit it? And if he does, if he gets it, then then that's awesome. Like he just made history. But like he did. If not, then you really didn't earn it. Like I'm gonna give you a meatball. Better hit it. Like, do you did. think, like, if you're the pitcher on that last day, I think that was the second to last day of the season, if I remember right. But if you're the pitcher on that last day and, like, you strike him out three times, like, do you feel guilty, like, God, I stole his record? Or do you feel like, oh, I'm sick. I, like, didn't let him get the record off me. What would your mindset be there? I don't know. I feel like you could you could be happy either way. You could be the guy who, you could be the villain. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to be the villain. Someone's right? got to be the bad so guy. So you could be the bad guy and say, yeah, I struck him out three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could be the nice guy. You could be the protagonist, give him a meatball. Let him hit one. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I think if it was me, I'd definitely be trying to get him out, but I throw in a lot of meatballs in my day, so <laughs> probably would have hit one off of me anyway. Um, also, the whole, the whole, all the fans went after it was pretty funny. They got to jump down. Hope oh, it's it was all great. right. But um, now another question, Jack. We've seen, I think it's mostly baseball, honestly, because only like no other sports, like does the ball end up in the crowd periodically? Mm-hmm. Like you see like the famous home run balls, like the Barry Bonds home run and this home run, mm-hmm. Miguel's 500 and all that kind of stuff. What do you, what do you ask for? What, what are you holding for ransom there with that ball? I think I, as far as I know, this, this fan still has it as far as I know. Okay. I think he's holding on to it and letting the, the dust settle on the moment a little bit. But if it's you and you have, you know, potentially a seven figure ball worth that much money, what are you trying to do with it? So. Thinking about it, like I'd have to do the research into the actual like monetary value on the ball. But okay, what I so w- so question one: Do you do you go home with the ball, or do you try to consult with somebody right away, or do you just go home and gather your thoughts? Oh, I'm gonna go home. Okay, you're going home. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. go home. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna think my own thoughts first. Good. Decide yeah. if the consultation is necessary. Okay, but yeah, call my your buddy, ball. Call now. your buddy Tom. Yeah, say, what's 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 good yeah, with this I'd be thing? Like, Tom, what are we gonna do with this thing? But um, I would probably. Here's the thing is money, money can be, you know, if you work hard and get a good job, you know, get, mm-hmm. get lucky here and there, like you can make <laughs> money. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not necessarily easy, but you can do that. Not easy to make a million. But if this ball is really worth that much, I feel like I could use it leverage wise to get stuff that's a lot harder to attain. For example, like a personal relationship with like Aaron judge, yeah. you know what I mean? Or you. like even, even as something is like uh hang out with the Yankees, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. or other people, you know, he knows other celebrities too. He like knows, we've, knows we've talked probably. about like talking shop with, you know, at lunch or something with like famous celebrities yep, yep, and like, yep. who do we'd like to do? Like he knows people. He's a, he's a popular guy. Mm-hmm. And that's something that isn't necessarily as easy to obtain. I feel like, but you have that opportunity where you could be like, I'll give you the ball, bro. Just like one golf trip. You know what I mean? Like, let's do one golf <laughs> trip together. I almost feel guilty though. Like, does he even want to be with me at that point? You know what I mean? Probably not. But he's got to do what he's got but to he's do. Got, he's, he, if he wants the ball, he wants the ball. I want to start this conversation. On I feel my like end. he'd be happier than, than having to pay someone like $10 million for the ball. You know what I mean? Probably, probably. 
Um, I want to know, first of all, like, why is this even worth that much? No offense, but like, is really the baseball, like, I guess it's a cool moment, but to me, it's like the moment itself is what's cool, not the physical equipment it was used with. I don't know. What do you think? I think I've it's kind never of understood that. I, I don't, kind of I don't understand. I can see it being worth something. Yeah. But, but the fact that it's worth like that much is crazy to me. Yeah. It's just a baseball. I just don't get it. It's just a baseball. I don't, I don't get it. Um, it's not autographed. It's not anything. It's just, I mean, I guess it was used in a historic moment, so it is cool. But anyway, I think it's over, overvalued. Regardless, Jack, I think I'm with you. I'm going home with it. I want to think about it for a little while. But I don't think I'm taking like the selfish route of like trying to sell it to some rich guy, some mm-hmm. millionaire who wants to buy it for a million. I don't know if that would sit right with me. I, I would want them yeah. all like, in the Hall of Fame, but I would want some stuff in return, I guess. I mean, I'm not, yeah. not going to not ask for things, right? I feel like donating is kind of foolish. Um, it's hard to like ask for things, like you said, like how do you put a million dollars into other stuff? But I do think like, I could like to work with Aaron Judge and MLB like, yo, I want a pair of tickets wherever I want, whenever I want for any MLB game for the rest of my life. Like, that'd be yeah. sick. Yeah, that that'd would be, be cool. so cool. That would be cool. I would well, like, like to do even, like that. even you saying that. Is that like, even worth a million? I guess for like postseason games included, maybe it is if you use it yeah. a lot. But like regular season, that'd be a lot of games. That would be a lot. But like you, if you actually, if he said yes and you were actually mm-hmm. exercising that, you now like indirectly have somewhat of a relationship with Aaron yeah, Judge. Yeah, it's also you know like a cool I mean? story. So like, oh, like, this fan wanted yeah. lifetime tickets. He yeah. didn't want a million bucks. Like, he didn't want yeah. to sell it on eBay like a little scumbag. Or, you know, I'm sure, I don't know what his sponsorships are, but he's got sponsors, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, all right, you know, say it's Nike. It's like, yeah. I need some, I need oh, free kicks. That, that, you know what thinking, I mean? Jack. Like, I need now free kicks. Thinking. Like, you got the Nike plug, hit me up with the mm-hmm. Nike rep. You know what I mean? Like, that would be awesome. All like yeah, the that's team gear, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's that stuff that is that like money can't buy. You know yeah, what I mean? Like also, it can, but it's like it's a lot harder to get it. I think a hundred percent I would want I would want like a picture of me, the ball, and Aaron Judge. Like a picture of the moment. Yeah. Like he can have the ball after that, but like I want something too. Yeah. But I think the picture's yes. cool also. I think I think you're but right. I 100% in the fact want that to go back to him or the MLB. I don't want it to be in just some rich dude's hands. No, totally. I don't even think I'd really want it to go to the MLB. I think he hit it. You know, he should. Well, he should get it. What if he wants to donate it to the Hall of Fame? Then, then okay, he can. That's cool. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Okay. But okay. So that's you want his him, choice him first. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. I would not. I don't think I would just like sell it to some like random random guy or girl that wanted to buy it. But let us know, guys. DM us. What would you do with that Aaron Judge home run ball if you got it hit to you? We want to know. Let us know. Best responses. Get a shout out next week. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last but not least, wanted to end this episode, let you guys know if you didn't already kind of hear in the intro, um, we did buy some new equipment. So round of applause for Piping Up Nation for supporting us, for listening every week. Um, This was, you know, kind of funded by you guys listening to the Anchor ad over all the years. All the other sponsorships we've had, we were able to kind of invest a little bit of the money that you guys have helped us make, which is not significant. Still a small budget podcast, of course, but I was like, Jack, we got to do this. Got Kyle on board. So pretty much like every dollar we've made over the last year on this podcast was spent on this new equipment, but it's worth it, right? I think this we sound good. It looks cool. You see the visual aspect on Instagram, so make sure you guys yeah. follow us. We'll, we'll post some clips kind of like you've seen from other podcasts, I'm sure, on like TikTok and Instagram Reels and whatnot. Um, we got new microphones, new microphone stands, new audio interface, a lot of nerdy stuff that if you're into that kind of thing, it's cool. But I think me and Jack, it makes it more fun for us too. It's exciting. We've been talking about doing this for a while and Tom's been all over it researching, you know, what we need, what will work best for us. And he's like a little kid in a candy shop. He's been working like all weekend well, on all this stuff, trying to figure it out. And honestly, like this... I walked down here and I was like, this looks like a pretty professional looking podcast. Like bad. we are, we are right now currently in the process of faking it until we make it. 
but we're, we're also fake, ma- but we're, we're making it. We're, we're making, making it right though. now. We're, we're making, making it. it. Yeah. So um, I, this stuff is like, luckily, it is kind of cool to me. Like I think this is all. I know. Somewhat it is. cool. I know. It is. Yeah. So if it wasn't, I'd probably be miserable this whole weekend. But funny story for you guys. This is how I spend my Saturday sometimes. Um, you know, now that the season's kind of wrapped up, I don't have to work on too many weekends too much. Maybe a couple hours Saturday, a couple hours Sunday. Make sure we're up to date on customer service, merchandise orders, that kind of stuff. But for the most part, not too busy. Well, this was a different weekend because we had all this pod equipment and I wanted it ready for Monday. So Saturday, I kind of had everything I needed. And I was like, all right, I'll spend a couple hours Saturday, get everything set up, kind of figure out what the studio is going to look like, all that kind of stuff. And so I plug in the first microphone. I get everything set up. I'm all excited. <laughs> Unbox it all. Everything's set up. It looks beautiful. Turn everything on and I'm getting nothing. Just blank. I'm like, well, that's not good. But I'm like, okay, if I did something stupid wrong. So I, you know, I look at it again, make sure everything's plugged in. Yep, that looks good. That looks good. Still nothing. So I get into Google, I get into the user manual. I'm like, what am I doing wrong here? I'm not that stupid. Anyway, I spend literally like an hour and a half with just no audio. Can't get anything to gun. I'm like, well, this is great. I just spent X amount of money, have no sound coming out. This is just fantastic. Spent an hour and a half my Saturday, got nowhere, blah, blah, blah. Get frustrated, take a break, walk downstairs, make myself some dinner. Come back upstairs. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just try to switch the cord. Maybe this is a bad cord. And sure enough, I grabbed the other identical cord, XLR mic cord, works fine right away. Literally wasted an hour and a half of my day on a issue that wasn't even my fault. So Amazon, I love you guys, but you need to fix your XLR cable. You sent me a bad <laughs> XLR cable, brand new, and I was so mad. But got that returned, got it fixed, and now we're rocking and rolling. So thanks to you guys who have either you know purchased an ad on the podcast, those of you who listen to the podcast. I've even gotten a donation for the podcast that went to this equipment. So really appreciate all you guys. Absolutely. You guys are, you guys are the goats. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't be here without you guys. So super happy to get this new equipment. Hopefully the, you know, sound is, you know, you, hopefully you guys like the sound. And, uh, I know that the, the stuff we'll be putting on Instagram too is going to be a lot more interactive. I think it's going to be really cool for you guys. So I'm, I'm super excited. I think you guys should be too. A little bit more work for us now, but should be worth it. Um, and it's, it's also somewhat fun. Um, and I also want to share this too. So reason I had to spend a little more than I wanted because I wanted to set us up for the future. So this audio interface I bought can support four microphones. So you know what that means in the future, you know, I can, I can only buy, I only need to buy microphones and we'll have up to four guys in this podcast with this current setup. We can add even more with our old microphones and our laptops and that kind of stuff. So big things coming. We even have some interviews in the works for the off season and we're really working hard to just put out a quality product. That's what I was saying to um, shout out to Chris Lambert from the watching the throne podcast. Um, He's a fan of ours. I've messaged him before and I was consulting with him. Actually, he helped me out with like picking out equipment and what we needed to kind of get this thing moving in the right direction. And when I was, he's kind of asking me why I wanted to do this, why I was upgrading kind of blah, blah, blah. And what I told him was, is like, I don't care if the podcast only gets, you know, 2,000 plays in a week compared to the MLW channel that gets, you know, 200K plays every week. But I just feel like everything under the MLW umbrella, I just want done the right way. You know what I mean? Whether there's five eyes on it or five million eyes, I don't want to put out some product I'm not proud of. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what inspired us making this upgrade to this equipment. I just think now it's really presentable, looks good on camera, allows us to grow in the future, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's always a good thing to do is put your best foot forward when you can. I like that. It's definitely not the first time you've even said that on this podcast, but I don't think we had an unprofessional production before this, but this no, is mean, now like, you know, it's a, it's, it's just, a next step. Up. It's just it's like a, when you watch back MLW videos from 2013, you know, at that yeah. time, that was the best we could do. Right. But yep. I just felt like 
in my head, I'm like, we can do better. Right. And, you know, we have the funds to do this and we can even self-fund it from the podcast. We don't even need to dip into the MLW money. We can just do the pipe it up money. You right. know what I mean? So thank you guys for listening and watching. Blah, blah, blah. Appreciate it. And um, see you next week. Peace. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm seeing the AL a lot more, a lot clear. more clear, clearly. Yeah, a lot more clearly. Okay. Is that? You're seeing it clearer. <laughs> right? I feel like I'm seeing the AL. A lot more clearly. That's not correct, correct English, I don't think. I feel like I'm seeing the AL clearer than I am seeing. Yeah, that's I perfect. The AL. Bring it back. Rewind it. You had it. All right. You could go either way because you could like. Nice. Something that fell. Oh, that was my. I thought that sounded like a glass literally broke in these headphones. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I thought it sounded like car keys. No, it was car keys. It, we're good though. Um, <laughs>